Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Jeremy Spencer, a.k.a. Devil Daddy from Psychosexual, and you are listening to Interview Under Fire. I was shot straight out of flames. Alright everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host Sonny, this time along with musician, songwriter, record producer, director, actor, author. Am I missing anything else? Uh, I think I've I think I've knocked out all everything else on the categories there. Jeremy Spencer, <laughs> also <laughs> known as Devil Daddy. Man, uh, it's an honor, man. Thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. Now, this is an exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the demons over at Psychosexual with the release of your new studio album, Unholy Hymns for the Children. Drops May 28th now on is it six X records or is it sex records? How do you want to say that? It's, it's sex records, but it's actually records. May 14th, not the 28th. Okay. Okay. Cause I remember there was a little, uh, you guys moved around the dates a little bit. So May 14th. Yeah. Now I want to mention that new single and the music video devil from hell that's been out for roughly a week. Shout out to the other revered publications, such as hustler, American songwriter and Loudwire, who put your New York out there. There's plenty to unravel about this new music and the new album, but before we get to all that and beyond, Jeremy, I know we talked about it before the interview started. How are you? I think that's an important question to ask, considering what's been happening in this last year. You know, how's life out there in uh, California? Is that where you're at right now? I live in Vegas. Vegas. Okay. Out West. We'll just put it that way. So how's it going, man? <laughs> it's so good, man. Like, I know the pandemic was really a terrible thing, but it just allowed us to kind of woodshed and write and record a lot of music. So that's all we've been really doing. Um, that's a blessing. You know, you get to go five days a week to the recording studio and create. So that's not really a, a punishment. I don't need to go to Vegas shows. I've done that. <laughs> I've lived here 12 years. I want to make music. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're already living it. And, uh, you know, making the best of the situations is what we're doing. Now, I do want to wind the clock back, Jeremy, just a couple of years, maybe, maybe even further than that, because for the listeners, and fans who may not know, we are all familiar with your flawless work with a heavily lauded, you know, five finger death punch over the years. If you could just briefly talk about that moment in your life that led to the forming of psychosexual. I mean, does it feel like everything also went by in a blink at the same time? No, not really. I mean, I, I left death punch in October of 2018. And then I, took a little bit of decompression time because I mean, being in that thing for 14 years was a hell of a run and I needed to just breathe for a bit. And then I scheduled a surgery, which was a very intense back surgery. And that took several months to recover six months minimum. And, um, my body's just now kind of back to being feeling really good again, but it sucked that it was a miserable, surgery i don't wish that upon anyone <laughs> Man, but i, I had to do I it i had uh, yeah it was the de uh, degenerative discs and mm -hmm. disc replacement fusion all that fun stuff to where it makes it a little tough to bend in certain ways um unlike i used to be able to but i'm feeling so much better i'm happier it's I, I can live a life yeah. where before I was kind of immobilized and just depressed. And yeah. then, you know, I, I'd always been writing songs and singing on them just in my home studio. I mean, I've been doing that for years and it used to be more kind of synth based, a new wavy, like Gary Newman, old school, um, 
type of stuff. But then I missed a band setup, and it was like I kind of wanted to do heavier stuff again, some darker stuff. And it just seemed like the time was right, and I felt right to put a band together and and try something new, you know. So to to figure out what this singer needed to look like I, I was like well what's this voice need gonna look like i don't want to be me i don't want to stand up <laughs> in black jeans and a black shirt and do syncopated head banging that we've seen a trillion <laughs> times like let's do something that people don't see every day and that you they go dude that was fucking crazy did you see that so i, I mean the image the- just just sticks you know as you're talking about it so yeah well you know i I'd never seen a devil front man and I don't know how that's possible, but I was like, I'll be a devil front man. Um, so it took some developing to figure out how to get the look right. And a lot of hours in the chair of trial and error. Now I have it down to a little over an hour, which is doable. It's still long enough, but, um, it's just always fun to do theatrical shit. Ever since I discovered kiss when I was young, like every other musician, it, then it was all it was about kiss alice cooper uh, marilyn manson king diamond just theatrical shit i love it it's fun i think that the crowd loves it they want the most bang for their buck buck and uh there's not a lot of money to go around right now so when people get back out there i think they were going to want to see something that's a cool spectacle and a whole event um we're going to try to offer that as much as we can we're going to just make it as as crazy as we can get away with, you know, it just depends on the venue, the stage size, the uh, how much time we have, all that shit. But we'll tailor a show that works for whatever we're given. And uh, we're, we plan to tour everywhere. We just, you, you can't get out until you can get out. There's a million bands that are in the queue to try to get out there and tour, you know? Yeah. And, you know, speaking of touring, you know, uh, now, you haven't had a chance to display psychosexual out there for the vast audience. Obviously we're, we're all itching to get back out there, but you've been at this for, you know, over a decade, man, you know, uh, we, you know, with five figure death much, obviously, but I wanted to ask, you know, how was the touring life and the live music experience for you personally? Cause you've done some extensive touring, Jeremy, you've played, you know, multiple, multiple world, worldwide uh, touring cycles, you know, rock and ring to walk into with Wolf forest to download festival. I mean, that list goes on and now we've all just kind of been, forced to kind of take an unexpected step back and does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life because we're talking like culture fans even the food just little things like that kind of start to really stick out when you reminisce about that time you know what stands out for you well it was you got to see the world several times over and see things that you never thought um tried like you said food culture cool people cool venues just it was amazing, but it, we did a lot of it and we burnt out. There was not a lot of breaks. It was tour album, tour album, tour album. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't, I can't continue this. I, I need to get my body feeling better and my mind relax and decompress. It's too much. Um, people burn out. Band it happens to bands all the time. That's why some bands go away for a few years and then come back. But Death Punch was never, that was never going to happen. And once I found that out, I'm like, I got to step off the train. Um, yeah. But I miss touring now. I'm ready to go. It's been, I haven't toured since 2018. So, uh, but it allowed me to do this new thing and a couple other projects. But now I'm ready with this band. We're excited because it's fresh, brand new, never done it. It's going to be stimulating, exciting. 
We can draw it up any way we want. It's all fantasy and fun and let's push the envelope as much as we can and just have a good time. It's supposed to be fun, man. That's exactly what I was thinking about when you were talking about like the, like what you guys portray on stage. Yeah. Heavy metal is going to be heavy metal, but man, it is fun. Like what you guys actually put out there, like uh, watching that devil from hell music video. I'm like, man, I wonder what it'd be like just to spend a day on that set. Like, you know, just, just the camaraderie and like just the, uh, the relationships you had with everyone, like that's doing the music video with you. Like it, I, I think you could also, you could, portray that like at a almost compared to a live setting where like it actually did take me bad i actually feel like the way i want to feel like after all these years yeah that's good i mean i i think there needs to be some fun and some danger and some fucking outlandishness back in rock and roll when's the last time that's happened when's the last mm -hmm. character that you remember in music it's been Fucking Marilyn Manson. I mean, Ghost is doing it. You know, uh, there's uh, yeah, Ghost. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Ghost. That's the last time, and they came out in 2010. I mean, you can you can also throw Slipknot in the mix. You know, they've been they've been doing the whole mask thing for years. You know, you know the but Mushroom that's, Head. Like, that's but that's like you know. But I see what you're saying. Like you you want to do it over the top. It's like you haven't seen anything like this. You know, like so watch this. And yeah, I mean, and, those bands are amazing, but they they've been around for 20 years. Yeah, the last time that you saw something new. Yeah, it's been forever. Just make sure you bring the fire with you. <laughs> hey, man, we're going to try the thing with fire, though, man. It's like 15 grand for a permit. So unless you're making a good guarantee, you're fucking losing your ass just for, to, to go poof with fire. So we're going to have to come up with alternate uh, alternate ways. Um, I'll tell you this. You'll fit you'll fit right here in Texas with that. And with the whole Western saloon thing and the, and the babes and the whiskey bottles, all that stuff. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. I'm sure you, it'll be it'll be great once that once that time does come. Yeah. I mean, we have plans to to make it as crazy as we can get away with. And then we'll just take it from there. But it's all about getting started. Um, we did a live stream show once and that was weird because you would finish a song and there's four crew guys that go. <laughs> and you're going cool but you have to act like you're rocking an arena because it's right on the so that was weird and i'd never done it and i don't know if i care to do it again but if a cool thing presents itself we might but i just want to get out there and do it live well let me ask you this jeremy you know considering the amount of touring that you did talk about that you did you know with, uh, with the amount of people you met the, the musicians you've worked with you know the venues you played at a common a commonality especially within the last year is the live streaming like you just briefly talked about We've had bands on here like, you know, Lamb of God and August Burns Red, and they talk about their experience on selling virtual tickets to the fans and, you know, streaming the show, you know, pre-recording a show, however, however it may be. Mm -hmm. But there's no wrong answer to what I'm about to ask here. But do you think that the rise of the quarantine induced live streaming we're seeing right now from all these artists, including even yourself, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward through your eyes? Like, do you still see bands doing something like this even after the pandemic is over? Yeah, they will. Uh, for starters, there'll be a log jam of bands that are trying to tour and not everyone's mm -hmm. going to get to. There's only so many venues and it's certainly not going to be the big ones that open first. It's going to be the smaller ones that open first. So, yes, I think people will continue to do live streaming and it's it's an easy way to connect with your fans. Um obviously it's not the same as being at a show, but people can relax and chill and do their little partying at home and watch their bands they like and mosh in their own room if they want to. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I think it'll still continue, but 
everyone wants it the way it was, you know, they want to get in the friggin' heat and the sweat and the fucking sex and the, the hot chicks. And it's supposed to be in a big thing, a deal, a fun night, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's it, like, I mean, you nailed it perfectly. Uh, yeah. There's that liberty and a mosh in my own room if I want to, but once you do the live streaming, like how much more creative can you get? Right. There's always that barrier. It's like, that's it. Now what? Yeah. And uh, you kind of just run into a wall and I feel like we could talk about that subject for, for forever, but uh, we talked about everything we had to tell. Let's talk about Unholy Hymns for the Children, man. Uh, comes out May 14th on Sex Records, like you talked about. Now, this is follow-up to Torch the Faith. And this is quite the follow-up because you had, a, what is it, Let the Sin Begin, the title track, and Baby on Fire. And that put you on multiple charts upon release, I, I believe, last spring. Now, you talked about how psychosexual was really the outlet you needed to bring all these things together and one big evil stew so to say uh we talked about the devil from hell, from hell single where, where it had that western saloon had fire babes whiskey bottles being smashed it can't get any more evil and metal than that now it reminded me of like the industrial the sound at least the industrial gospel genres heavy and dark rock you know theatrical themes you know white zombie uh gary newman you talked about them typo negative but this is your style you know with this new chapter i felt like it really at least from my perspective allowed you to tap into your musicality and mind even further that you may not have been able to access before. Do you feel the same way or is it just me? Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of so many different styles and we're all products of our influences to a point. And then you develop your own style and put your spin on those influences. And then that's kind of what it ends up becoming. Um, so you'll hear all kinds of stuff coming from us and it's eclectic. It's all over the map. There'll be dark goth. There'll be heavy metal. There'll be hard rock. There'll be some poppier shit. I just don't want 10 or 11 songs of devil from hell. I like that song. I think it's the most important first step forward to introduce this band, even though we had a previous record and then I pulled it fast because it was mm. like, it was our first record. It was done fast. We threw it up with little to no promotion on Spotify. Uh, nobody cared. And we kept writing and devil from hell happened right away. And I'm like, fuck, that's what should have been the song. <laughs> I want that to be the day. Yeah. It's a perfect introductory song. Let's just start over. Nobody cares. We have, we're brand new into this. That's an indie label. I'm not, there's no contract. Fuck it. Let's start over. And uh, you do draw your influences also from Prince and Bowie. Is that correct? Oh, huge. Yeah. I absolutely love that, that you brought those up. Um, you know, uh, my mom grew up on that and she got me into that music. And, and if correct me if I'm wrong, you already have five albums that's finished. I heard that somewhere. Yeah. We're, or, uh, we're halfway <laughs> done with number six right now. That yeah. is insane. That's great. I mean, uh, I mean now I'm, I'm just excited for you guys to just get out there and put this work on display. I, I do wonder, you know, how much did things change from when you first started composing on this style of music to where you ended up finishing, especially with Unholy Hymns? Did a lot change in between? Did nothing change? Was there already a specific sound you knew you had in, had in mind with Unholy Hymns? Uh, no, um, I just was like, OK, well, we just did this style for Towards the Faith. Let's just keep writing and then some heavier stuff started coming out and then the, I asked the guitar player I'm like have you ever played with a slide let's try something with the slide and then he just was like I haven't but I'll try and then he, devil from hell happened and I was like fuck yes yeah. this is great and um, so we're constantly evolving and then the record after this is nothing really like this either so 
I like to be able to change it up and do different shit every time. And that's the cool thing about being a character is that it's whatever fantasy you draw up, you can do it and push the envelope, break the rules yeah. and get away with it. Cause it's a character. It's not real. Uh, I do want to talk about it in just a bit, but you know, as far as the production, you know, producing, mixing and mastering, um, is this something you worked on yourself or did you have someone come in and help you out with that as far as the production? Uh, Sean and I, the guitar player, we, we do everything. We write okay. and, and produce everything. So I'm sure there was a sense of comfortability in the studio for you, Jeremy, knowing that you have full power over what, however you want to do this, right? Oh yeah. I mean, look, man, producing is an opinion and I've got enough opinion to last for fucking five people, man. We're good. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I did that in death punch where it's everyone tries to want and have it their way and it's sucks the fucking joy right out of it yeah. um sometimes it it ends up with great results sometimes it ends up with great results and you fucking hate each other sometimes you love each other fuck that was awesome bro it's just this is a different i've i've done it that way this is just kind of more of my baby and it's at this point in my life, it's what I need for my soul. It feels good. And as long as it feels good, I'm going to keep doing it. And once it stops feeling good, I'm going to stop because I don't need to fucking do it. No, I don't. Just, yeah. yeah it's I, all about fun and positive and peace and no toxic bullshit and just have fun. If anybody wants to know what he's talking about, I want to plug in your New Times, a New York Times bestseller titled Death Punched, uh, Surviving Five Figure Death Punches Metal Mayhem, which describes your journey, what you just talked about. It's kind of like a memoir, the highs and the lows of you know touring with that band and everything else in between, you know, addiction and recovery. But anyway, it's on it's on Find Away Voices. Is that correct? Uh, it's distributed through that. Can people pick yeah. it up still? Yeah. So yeah, any any place that you can find audiobooks, you know, it's there. And I narrate it. Um and the original book came out in like 2014, but I just mm -hmm. finally did the audio version several months, like a few months back, six months yeah, ago. Yeah, it's, 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 for me, it's very, uh, I draw in like, I see admiration and everything that you've done, like throughout this, up, up to this point. Now, again, uh, pick up that book, everyone who's listening. Now, between, you know, writing and structuring the songs on a production process, like you just briefly talked about, Devil From Hell. You said that this was the best way to introduce the world to this band, the persona of Devil Daddy. Now, coming from someone who's been to film school for three years, like I, I was immediately drawn to this, like as far as like the theatrics and everything else in between, you know, how important are themes to you, Jeremy? And to what level do you like to have a theme for your music? Is that more about helping you write or sound or is that more for the audience? Because a lot of artists, they don't really care about themes. They just do 10 songs in the studio and that's it. But you talked about how we talked about the over the top kind of vibe. You made it fun, you know? Like, like you knew about this. Well, I'm kind of, after we made this record, I'm like, I kind of want to do something a little different for the next one. So we have that in mind going into it. And then I'm just always on the hunt or looking for new titles or creating a title. It's all about a title. Mm -hmm. And then I can write the story off the title. Um, sonically, I always want to make it different. So from from record to record it's different like the, the the third record that will be coming out is fucking so different and it's my favorite one i, I can't i'm so excited for that one but that's at least over a year away because we have yeah yeah these two ah, over a year away okay we got to bring you back for that one um <laughs> would it be safe to say that you see unholy hymns as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life looking back 
Yeah, every song is like that. They're all snapshots. It's just what, what do you feel at that particular time? What comes out, comes out, you document it, and then you move on. Um, so I don't get too wrapped up in or uptight or overthink this stuff. I, I create every fucking day. So to me, it's like, okay, I did that song yesterday. Mm -hmm. Now what's today? Yeah. <laughs> you know, from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline, you have taken in what you've discussed about whether it's with psychosexual, you know, you know this, this upcoming, upcoming, like just this world that you're bringing us into, whether it's with five finger death punch and playing and performing for as long as you have and the people you've met and work with during all these years and the numerous headlining worldwide touring cycles, not to mention the book that's published that we talked about. And uh, you were also named best drummer by revolver, best drummer by Loudwire, And it sounds like you still have, you know, much left to put out there with your artistic vision, Jeremy, this is definitely something, whether people love it or hate it, it's something you have a passion for. And I feel like you've experienced plenty already in your career and then some. So what is the most rewarding part for someone like you, you know, who is now at this point in their career at the same time has been involved with so many other different aforementioned, you know, bands, talents, you know, artists, individuals throughout that timeline. Do you ever stop to take a look back at how far you've come? Um, yeah, I mean, a few, here and there, but not much. I'm always about moving forward and yeah. I'm just in, or in the present with, and then you think of something that you want to do in the future and then work towards that goal. I like achieving goals. That's my, that's my driving force. So instead of partying and just being a fucking numbed out dumbass it's like i get off on setting a goal and working hard to make that goal happen that's what i like in my life but i also would like to do it in a stress-free environment with no other people's timelines or deadlines put on me <laughs> yeah so that's why this is why i wanted to do this band the way i want to do it on my label and not give a fucking label the masters because they're worthless pieces of shit and they don't deserve your master. They do nothing. Fucking labels, they're the worst. And so are fucking managers, too. They're all they are is fucking booking agents. But they'll take your fucking money and take Man. credit oh, yeah. for all the great ideas that you came up with. I, I, It's shit. So with the internet today, you don't need any of that shit. If you work hard and smart, and keep content in people's faces you can do it all yourself because you're not going to get fucking paid anyway it's, it's mm -hmm. th those days are over i mean to to think you're going to make a bunch of money off spotify unless you're machine gun kelly or fucking <laughs> uh cardi b you're not making yeah shit. yeah man so, you, uh, you kind of just i'm just going to use that as better just like as just like aspirations for myself going forward you know i, I feel like there's i i I think it would be easy to lose track of yourself. The more successful you get, it's important to just push everything the fuck back and just look at it from the outside before you go back in. I mean, you get what I'm saying? Well, I think everything needs to be, you have to enjoy every part of the process instead of just trying to make the end game, the reward, because mm -hmm. you're going to be sorely disappointed. Now they don't pay it. People don't pay. Death Punch was one of the last bands to get in who still sold records before that changed. We're lucky. We fucking sold a lot of records. 10 yeah, million right before what you know? Spotify hit and everything else kind of just, you know, killed it. And now you get a fraction of a penny per stream. It's, I mean, it's fucking the biggest crime of all time. And the fucking head of Spotify, you know, what his big comeback is about that. When people bring it up, you should just create more content. 
and then you get paid more. I've heard that before. Good Lord. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's, that's a rabbit hole. We can go in further, but uh, I know you got another interview coming up, Jeremy running out of time here. Now here's the thing. I usually kind of end on like a really cool note, but we talked about like the theatrical elements, like how much, like the movie aspect of things. But I usually ask like, Hey, what's your five favorite albums? Do you have a five favorite like movie list at the top of your head? You can think of like, if I I were to ask you. Yeah. um, (laughs) Jaws is up there. Jaws is number one. That's my favorite movie ever. That just started from a kid thing. Um, Big Lebowski. Oh my God. So good. Classic. Clockwork Orange. Another classic. Uh, Shit. Shawshank Redemption's up there. What would be five? One um, more. Putting you on the spot. It's really <laughs> tough. I I would maybe do fuck the Exorcist or something. Could be Man, up there. I, those are all just straight up classics. Yeah. Um, influences from that. I like so many different styles though, but those are the ones that are if they'll come on TV, I'll watch them every time they're yeah. on. Yeah. Uh man, do you have any uh last words, any shout outs? Is there anything you like to Plug in as far as psychosexual or unholy hymns before we finish things off here. I know you have a uh, anything new as far as a music video coming out because I know you did one. I mean, you have to do more. Like I, 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 would, I just want to see the whole catalog yeah. of this. You know. Well, the second video is done uh, for the second single, but we're also going to put it out another lit- uh, lyric video for just an album track within yeah. the next week or two before the album drops May fourteenth. Uh, so that's coming right up. And then it's all about press and continuing to record and then hopefully getting out on tour. But May 14th, the record comes out. So that's when that's the date everyone really needs to be looking forward to. Hey, man, it's nice to have things to look forward to, especially the music that you put out, you know, especially something that you have a passion for. It's not you said yourself, you don't have anyone breathing down your neck about getting shit done. You getting the shit done yourself without anybody else now yeah you know yeah. and it's okay if, if it's not for everyone if you like death punch and all are about that you're this may not be your band this isn't death punch and and that's not, okay yeah it was never supposed to be i mean it's obvious i'm for complete fucking different but there are some elements of heavy shit like death punch in it so you will like that part of it maybe and then there's shit that's completely not like it that you may hate, but I don't give a fuck. I do it for me. <laughs> Just keep doing the th- theatrics, man. Cause you're, you're doing it right. And I absolutely love what you're doing. It's, uh, I think that's just a kind of like an example on just staying true to yourself and doing what you want to do without giving a fuck without anyone else. But anyway, um, uh, everyone is listening. This is Jeremy Spencer from psychosexual and holy hymns for the children drops May 14th. Please pick it up. If you can buy the record, I mean, you know, the bands can't do it without your help. That's, I mean, that's an easier said than done request, but I still buy records that's sitting in the corner of my room, you know, Spotify yeah, is going to do what they're going to do, but <laughs> we're going to sell vinyl. We're going to sell CDs. We're going to sell USB cards with the album on it. I mean, oh, that's awesome. Got- that's great. Yeah. I think that's so, a great idea. Uh, yeah. Jeremy, man. Uh, I hope we get to do this again when you're in Dallas. I hope you guys book a show here. Uh, venues are starting to open back up here, but um, you stay safe out there in Vegas, man. And I will talk to you next time. Buddy. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me on. I was shot straight out of flames. Here get not forging in vain. I had only one burning desire. To set this motherfucker world on fire. I'm, I'm a fucking devil from hell. A devil from hell. I'm, I'm a devil from hell. Fuck a devil from hell. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.